change your mind, change your money, change your life. I am Coach Rob Lee Simmons, the host of this podcast, and let me be your tour guide to greatness. If I was doing any better, I would be you. Welcome to the Greatness Academy podcast. I am lucky to be here with Miss Gail McRae. She is the CEO of Not Your Average Credit Repair. So she's a credit repair specialist. And on top of that, an outstanding mom. And don't forget, she is active duty. First Sergeant, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How about yourself? I'm good. All is well on my end. So, hey, I I really thank you for coming on and, and, and joining me because I believe that you have so uh, just a wealth of knowledge uh, to share with our, our listeners today. And I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me. So I, I want to just kind of get high and heavy into one of my favorite topic, topics about you is that you are completely noticeably physically fit. Um, how much does being physically fit pay a part into how you operate as a leader and as a business owner and as a mom and just an overall boss? Well, um, first it takes discipline. I, I, I feel like even if I didn't have to do it for the army, I'd still do it. Um, every morning I get up and I go to the gym at least five days a week. Um, that plays a role into how I discipline my soldiers in order for them to stay uh, healthy and in shape. And then my kids, they play sports. So, you know, that kind of feeds into that also. So it's kind of like, hey, I can't really tell my kids go and be physically fit and play sports if I'm not doing it myself. Um, plus, that's one of my outlets. Um, me working out in the morning, it kind of gets my day started. Once I get in that gym and I get a good workout, the rest of my day goes smooth. I've got out all the frustrations. And that's kind of what I do. That That's my outlet. I definitely go to the gym and I have to work out. Um, sometimes I even uh, uh, make programs for other people. So I do workout programs for other people. And then the army decided, hey, you know, let's go and send her to a, a certification school to be certified um, to do physical fitness. So, yeah. Yeah. I So I see. Yeah. I see that you were uh, when I once I seen you were master fitness uh, qualified. I was like, oh, yeah, she the one. We're going to talk about this. Yeah, so so what what motivates you every morning to want to get after it, you know, like targeting fit physical fitness as the first goal in the morning? I mean, outside of the army making you want to do that, I think wholeheartedly, if you if you weren't in the army, you have this mentality that that would be the first thing that you would do in a day. What drives that? I just like working out. Um, I did sports in high school. Um, I did track and field from high school to college. I ran for college. So it's like once I started playing sports in school and working out and going to the gym is just something I really loved. So I just continued to do it. I just added it into my life. It's a regular routine now. And that that's how I go about it pretty much. I, it's just part of my life. That's part of my morning routine. Like everyone has their thing and that's mine. It's like get to the gym, work out. I can stay healthy. You know, I want to look like some of these people that have been on TV lately where you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm 60 and 70 and they look how they look. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. That's what yeah. I want. Yeah, I want to be cut up. I want to be cut up with the gray hair. I want to be like the real sugar daddy. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get there. <laughs> the Silver Fox Club. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get in the Silver Fox Club, skates and all. Right. <laughs> so let me ask you, uh, you know, being active duty and also being a business owner, 
I, I know that that takes a, a toll on your time. Um, how did you decide to get into business and how is business like in this stage in your life? Cause I know you got to, you're going through a lot of transitions. How are you balancing that? I would call it work life balance, but it's just life life balance. Right. So how does that look like? For, what does that look like for you? All right. So I started and I chose credit repair because, you know, I went to college and became that awesome college student and got all those awesome loans and all these extra bills. And then it was time to finish and got ready to do life and wanted to buy some things and kept hearing about this credit, credit, credit. OK, what is this credit? Oh, your credit ain't good enough. OK, well, what is this credit? What are these numbers? How do these numbers how do we get to these numbers? Why are these numbers low? What can I do? So I just really, first of all, I was self-taught. I started reading a lot of books about credit, credit scores, how they get the numbers they get, where they come from, the type of uh, accounts to have that build credit and stuff like that. And no one teaches that. You get out of high Nobody. school, you graduate, you go to college, and the first thing you see is a long, long line or table of loan officers, and they're having you sign up for all these loans. But what they're not telling you is... Half of these loans start while you're in school. They're starting to accumulate. They accure interest every day. And before you know it, you're out of college and you have all this money to pay back. So that's kind of how I got started in credit repair. I was like, you know what? Let me just learn about it. Let me help other people out that don't know about it. So my goal is I also plan on to being able to go to high schools and talk to juniors and seniors about building credit and what credit is before they get out and start jacking it all up. Yeah, that's um, awesome. It's as far as starting a business and being active duty, <laughs> yes, you have to burn the candle at both ends. It's like I never sleep really. Um, and it again, it depends on how bad you want it. So I burn the candle at both ends. I stay up late. Um, I continue to study. Um, right now I'm doing real estate also on top of my credit repair business. Um, it's kind of slowed down just a little bit because of the workload and my job changing um, as far as active duty. But I kind of stay in the know. I still um, mentor other personnel about credit. Actually, I got my own sergeant major because he wants to start a, a credit repair business. Nice. also. So I've been uh, mentoring and meeting with him about it. Um, I plan on giving classes um, on the active duty side to some of the soldiers. I've had soldiers come up to me because it's uh, it's on my vehicle. So I advertise on my vehicle and I have people come up and ask questions. So, yeah, I, so definitely uh, when we're done with this, I want to show you another avenue. Cause you know, I'm always about sharing another avenue of approach that you can use without burning the candle at both ends, you know, using a few other methods to be able to teach and sell the information that you have. Um, I think uh, you're definitely one of the, the people who got me into looking at credit repair seriously and, and looking at, uh, the the potential that it has not only to make money, but the ability to help people. I know you got into it to help people. So uh, how, and I think you said a little bit, but I want to kind of go into detail is how do you kind of foster that knowledge with the uh, soldiers that you have? Because I think um, one of the things that you said earlier was that, you know, when you first get to college, there's a credit card application at the you know, front of the line when you get right, right when you go through the, the front door. Right. And I, and I believe that's the same thing um, when you get to when you get a soldier to their first duty station or you get them to the PX, uh, you know, you everybody. I think everybody in their mama got a star card. Right. Oh, everybody. Yeah. But me, 
because I mean, I got a star card. I knew what the star card did. Um, you know, as I was building my credit, I got rid of that thing so fast. Uh, and then every person that I've served so far been in the army. Yeah. You got star card. Yeah. I mean, it's just mind blowing, but, um, and getting back to that, how do you foster, uh, the, that information to your soldiers? How do you teach them, um, you know, not all credit is bad and, you know, how to establish their credit and how to watch out for that. Uh, is there like, do you have like a set program? How does that work on your end? Um, for the soldiers right now, it's been as far as, again, they see the advertisement on tr- and it just starts a conversation. Mm. Um, sometimes, uh, well, even being in the first RNC, seat, you know, you got soldiers that want to get AER loans and I'm like, Hmm, okay. What, wh- why do you need this AER loans? And again, things happen, but then, you know, I'm kind of like that, that finance advisor over at AER and you're just like, okay, well, let's look at it. What what do you have? What is it that you don't need? What are you what are you buying? You know, and soldiers today, you know, they gotta have the rims and they gotta have the chargers and the scat packs and right. the that, you know, the whole soldier package when you first come in. Exactly. <laughs> but um most of the time the conversations are started by, Hey, sir, I thought you know, I heard you do, you know, you do credit repair. And then we just go into it. Um, I ask them simple questions like, Well, you know. Uh, when you plan on getting out, what are you doing? Do you have a rainy day fund? What What do you have going on? Because, you know, again, the conversation starts even with soldiers that's about to get out. Okay, do you have money set to the side? When do you plan on getting out? And then it just goes into the conversations of credit repair, money, finances, having accounts set to the side. So um, it's not necessarily uh, digging into, it's just literally soldiers will come to me and just start asking questions about it. No, that's good. And I think that that uh, it's so hard. Uh, and I I know this ain't the the greatness military podcast, but of course, everybody knows I am an active duty uh, NCO as well. And but I really want to talk about really the greatness of uh, NCOs because they are leaders and not all leaders are approachable. And for you to be able to have a side business and be approachable. Um, to your soldiers, I, I really commend you for that because that that's just dopeness because everybody doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that is really a, a strength in your leadership and character. Um, so let's talk about your two dogs. What kind of dogs you got? So I have a Shih Tzu named Sophie and I have a Boston Terrier named Bella. And how much do they get under your nerves or do you love them so much? <sighs> Both. I love them so much, and sometimes they get on my nerves. Because when I want to sit on the couch or relax with my blanket, as soon as they see a blanket, they got to come and cuddle with me. So it's like all in my space sometimes, or they're whining because they want to go outside or something like that. <laughs> I know it. I, I So it's crazy. I, I kind of wish we had pets, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's really, you know, financially. I don't think we're not that we're not financially ready. I think we're not just responsible like it's kind of a, a balance in between you know having to get the dog food and the toys and you know and then having to take them for a walk and mm-hmm. every five minutes and it's 10 kids and all 10 of them will forget i mean i got eight kids but i feel like it's 10 of them um they all 10 of them will forget uh to take the dog out uh so i know you got two kids uh let's transition to how uh you know that's just adding another layer of your greatness. Like I work out in the morning, then I got to take care of these two kids. And then I got to, 
you know, go take care of these other hundred kids in the army. And then on top of that, <laughs> I got to take care of everybody else when I get out of class. And then, uh, you know, I mean, out of uh, my business. And then on top, top of that, I got to find time for my afternoon workout, walking the dog and making sure the kids eat dinner. So you got two kids. Uh, what is it that you teach them about the uh, finance reports or their credit reports? So they both have their own bank cards. My son right now, he has a green light because he's not um, old enough to have like a Navy Federal bank card. So my daughter, she has a Navy Federal bank card. She has the savings account. She has her checking account. And then she has an account that she doesn't even know about. <laughs> but um, I, I help them manage. And because she started driving now, she now has to use some of that money for gas. So I'm teaching her like, you know, it's all good to, you know, be able to go to the mall and get some of the stuff that you want to get. Cause she's 16. She's a teenager. Oh yeah. But now I'm telling her, Hey, slow down on spending that money. That's supposed to go, you know, into your account for rainy day funds. Things happen. Cars break down, things like that happen. So I'm teaching them to balance and manage their money. Um, at the same time, I had told her about um, a credit card, but she's going to be added on to mine so that she can have uh, mm. credit started early. And mm. I've been giving her pointers about credit. We've talked about credit because she was like, at first, my mom, it's, it's a card. You should just be able to swipe it. It's got money on it. And I'm like, yeah, it does. But there's a limit and you got to pay it back. So she's just like, oh, I just thought it was a card. You just keep swiping. I was like, yeah, you got to be able to pay it back. You got to have a job. That money has to go back into what you spent because you're borrowing it. That's what it is. Credit is you're borrowing it from someone else. Right. Um, with my son, it's a little different because he's not, I would say, too in tune with what credit is. So with his green light card, his is about chores. So he's more along the line of, OK, well, if you work, you get money. When you get money, you are able to buy what you want. But then you have to manage it because then you have to buy certain items that you need. Toothpaste, deodorant, stuff like that, rather than, oh, I just want to go buy chips, candy and soda. So both of them are kind of on a different uh, spectrum as far as finance and credit and stuff like that. But I'm steady teaching both of them about what it is. That's good. I mean, that's, that's, that's tough because, and, and I say that with eight kids, but that's tough because, you know, you got kids at different levels of where they are financially and you're able to decipher what each kid needs. Uh, I can tell you that is a very, delicate balance in my household that is it's tough because uh i i think mine is like on the, the 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 opposite end of the spectrum so my 16 year old he is like the the 12 year old like he's like let me balance my money and save it but i'll he but he works and he will uh you know get 346 dollars for his check and then he'll go buy 300 shoes and now he got 48 dollars for the next two weeks and I'm like, when we go over this stuff, we talked about it. We went through the Dave Ramsey kids podcast. Like he's my oldest kid. And so I've poured all of this into him and I can't right. figure out for the life of me. And again, and some people, it is just personality because my daughter, she is, uh, is she 10 or 11. Don't y'all don't judge me. She is, it's, two, it's 2023. She's 10. Um, she's a business owner and she is analytical with her money. And she never goes to the store with all of her money and she goes and gets exactly what she wants. And so, like I say, some of it is personality. Some of it is what I taught. But uh, it's amazing that you're able to, um, you know, it, that's a completely different frequency to teach at. And that you're able to balance that on top of being a business owner, 
on top of making sure that they have to eat on top of, I mean, you are killing the game. I really uh, appreciate all of the great things that you're doing. So credit repair. I know this is really what the people want to hear. Um, like, so, I mean, give us a free game. We just want some free chicken. What you got? Tell us, tell right. us how to get our credit report. Right. All right. So first free annual It's a thing. It's a real website. You can go and pull it only once a year. What I do with that is the first part you want to look at is the spelling of your name, whether it's correct and your addresses. The reason I say that is because if your name is spelled wrong or it has a wrong middle initial or the address is wrong, any account that is tied to that misspelling of your name or the wrong address and information, those are those are accounts attached to that are already null and void. Those can be wiped off your credit report. Mm -hmm. um, I would say be organized. Be organized with your finances, whether that means setting up auto pay, because a lot of people forget a bill or they forget they didn't pay it or whatever the case is. So you always want to be organized and you always want to pay attention to the payments that are due. Using automatic pay, um, most companies now, they give you a percent off or, you know, a couple of dollars off if you have it set up with automatic pay. So that's a good one. Mm -hmm. um, again, don't open too many accounts at once, um, especially if you go to a car lot and you're looking for a car. They will bounce that thing to about eight banks at a time. That's about three to four points per bank that they shoot it out to. So your credit score will definitely go down. Um and if possible, you always want to pay a little bit more than what it says for your minimum payments. You always want to pay a little bit more if possible, especially on your revolving accounts. So those are kind of some of my my tips that I, I tell people. No, those are good. Those are really good. I think uh, uh, so in the Financial Greatness Academy, I have a portion of my uh, course where it just shows you how to read your credit report because a lot of times people don't even know how to read your report. Re excuse Absolutely. me, read their report. So when you break it down that way to say, hey, this is how do you read your report? And if this is incorrect on your report, it needs to come off, right? And then good things happen after that anyway. So just ensure. And then the, the especially the part about being organized, that definitely comes with uh, all of that because now I'm looking at my uh, personal information on my account. I look, I see, Hey, this ain't the right birthday or my social is off or, yep. um, you know, my name is misspelled or, uh, y'all got the wrong initial. I've seen that on a couple where the initial is just completely wrong. Or I have addresses in here that don't even belong to me. Okay. Yep. So now we can, we, we can get somewhere being organized and always having your report looking clean is kind of the best approach to that. Um, so we know that inquiries, uh, they stay on your report to for about two years. So like, what would be your suggestion on a number of accounts to take on at one time? And then uh, do you have any. Do you have any keys to removing inquiries if you know that they don't belong to you? So first, with um, how many accounts to attack at one time, anytime I'm working on someone's credit, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. I usually do three to five accounts that are tied to those. If you do more at one time, they will flag it as fraudulent activity. So 
three accounts from Equifax, three from TransUnion, and three from Experian at a time, three to five. Again, any more than that, they're going to flag it like, okay, some fraudulent activities going on. Why are we trying to pull all these credits off? What are all these letters trying to correct this stuff? So that's kind of how um, I do. Then as far as uh, the inquiries, um, some states, of course, will make them stay up there for two years. Those are kind of a, a back and forth trying to, trying to get off because after a certain point, they actually don't pull or bring your score down. I know when they first mm -hmm. hit, they bring the score down instantly that same day it's pulled. But after that, they don't really bring the score down anymore. They just fall to the back page as being either a hard or a soft inquiry. Right. So it's really within that first week or so that you you pull all those things at one time. Um, one of the things I started doing was um, when I went to a car lot, I would already have a pre-approved check by the bank that I dealt with. That way they're not pulling it from a million different banks that they That's a great tip. I, I do already, the same thing. Yep. I already have it. I hand it to them. Hey, I don't want my credit being pulled. I already got a check. Stay within these numbers and we should be good to go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so looking at um uh, all of the like probably credit accounts that you've seen, um across other people's reports. And of course, um, we're not gonna like name people because, you know, that'd be, you know, kind of fiduciaries. You don't give out yeah. people's personal information. But what are some, some of the accounts that you've seen um, are the most consistent on other people's reports? Um, like I say, for me, it's probably that star card, what you got? Ooh, medical. Mm medical bills and that's more on the civilian side than if it were soldiers but it's yeah. definitely medical for soldiers it's more like those pioneer loans those omni loans mm -hmm. and stuff like that that i usually find on theirs or um car repossessions um maybe when they were uh maybe had an apartment and then was evicted so that's the kind of stuff i i mostly see um especially on the civilian side, same things, medical bills, car repossessions and stuff like that. So where do you see yourself in five years financially? Ooh, definitely owning my own business for real estate first, mm. definitely having a fallback, I guess, another account. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't gotten too much into investing. That is one of my goals that I plan on trying to do before I reach my five year mark so that I can uh, have that rainy day fund and money set aside for retirement in five years. Oh, yeah. Almost there. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, we'll we'll link after this. I'm, I'm going to show you another avenue. Um, this is just like investing one on one. I'm going to show you the best way to just get started without with minimum risk. And then right. if you want to get into the risky stuff, you can do that later, but I'll show you. Yeah, uh, most of my uh, money is in land and houses right now. So I plan on extending that getting quads and stuff like that. So most of mine will be like land and, and homes and investments like that. Cause I know that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. I think uh, you, I think you just have like the coolest story because um I kind of know what your your situation looks like financially. Um, I, I love your family dynamic. Uh, and then the your the way that you have 
just this incredible army career on top of having a lucrative business on top of trying to establish another business. I wanted to ask you that question just to kind of see what your foresight is of, you know, your trajectory. And I think it's going to be great because everything that you touch turns into gold. Um, I really appreciate having you on today. Um, but I do want to ask my favorite question uh, before we get out of here. So what is the uh, largest one-time purchase that you've made? And then how did it make you feel when you had to drop all that cash? <laughs> my first house. Mm. <laughs> uh. It felt great because uh, I wouldn't say that I rented a lot of homes, but I did um, rent at least one. And the amount for rent and what mortgages, I'll take mortgage any day. Right. Any right, day. But right. yes, it would have been my first house. I was excited. And a lot of people get stuck on trying to hang with the Joneses on, hey, you should have a house by this age and stuff like that. Not true at all. It depends on your financial situation and what you have going on. But that very first house that I moved into uh, in North Carolina and saying, oh, my goodness, I did it. Yeah, this mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that was an awesome feeling. I love it. I love it. So on the podcast, we say um, winners win. And, and you're a winner in my eyes and I thank you for jumping on and I love it because when you win we win, we're out boom thank you for joining the podcast and remember change your mind, change your money change your life we out